You're listening to the Adult Explore the Bible Leader Training Podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWay's Explore the Bible adult resources. Each week, we review the Bible passage for this week's study, examine some questions teachers may face, and give some teaching tips along the way. I'm Dwayne McCrary, your host, and I'm also the leader for the Adult Explore the Bible team. Today, I'm being joined by Tim Pollard. He's the team leader for Kids Explore the Bible. So, Tim, thank you for being here with us today. My pleasure. And we're going to be looking at session five for the winter 2020-2021 study of the Gospel of Luke. We're looking at the first half of Luke during the winter, and then in the spring, we'll look at the second half of the book of Luke. But what the session five covers is Luke 2, 41 through 52, and it's Jesus dialoguing with the scholars of his day. Uh, He's 12 years old in this particular passage, and Luke records this one event about the life of Jesus uh, from between his birth and his time of public ministry. Verses 41 through 47, we find out that Jesus has been visiting Jerusalem and his parent with his parents for the annual Passover celebration. His family has begun the journey home, but Jesus stayed behind without his parents even being aware of that. Once they discovered he was not with them, his parents returned to Jerusalem where they found him engaged in conversation with the temple teachers. This first section we've entitled Engaged, and the main point is that Jesus demonstrated unique understanding of and concern for the things of God, even as a child. In verses 48 through 50, we find his parents confronting him about the anxiety he caused by staying behind. Jesus questioned their reason for being so anxious, stating that they should have expected him to be at his father's house. We've entitled these passages, verses 48 through 50, using the title, Question. The main point here is Jesus can be trusted to answer our anxious questions. Verses 51 through 52, we find Jesus obediently returning to his home with his parents. We also find that he grows spiritually, physically, and socially, just like we would in our our own lives. Uh, This particular section we've entitled, Obedient. And we've got this as the key idea from this section, is that Jesus showed the value of obeying God's word uh, for our spiritual and social growth. So that's a quick look at the passages that we're looking at, verses 41 through 52. Uh, Tim, let's just let's, let's look at this idea here about how can we teach this passage without compromising the deity or humanity of Jesus, because either one of those things could happen. Sure, absolutely. Well, I mean... In all truth and honesty, if you just stay true to what the text says, I mean, you're going to get both of those aspects coming out of it. Uh, Obviously, Jesus, even at the age of 12, understood his unique relationship with the Father. Um, So um, he understood that his relationship with God the Father was something different from others' relationships. And, And you can see that through the questioning um, that's happening with the religious leaders, um, through the answers uh, that Jesus himself is giving to them. Uh, You know, the passage even tells us that that they were astonished by the things that he was saying. Um, So, you know, we kind of get the the clue and the idea there that that the the questions Jesus was asking were were probably not typical 12-year-old questions. And the religious leaders were responding in kind by, by you know, um, probably I can imagine struggling with some, some of the answers that he was given. So 
Yeah, I'm sure they were questions that they they may or may not have really thought about before, or at least thought about to that depth. Exactly, I, I would definitely echo that. Um, you know, they're probably maybe caught off guard a little bit by by some of the questions that were happening. And then obviously you see his humanity and the fact that he is obedient to his parents. He he returns with them. He, uh, you know it. Luke makes a good point of pointing out the fact that Jesus was obedient to his parents, which signifies, you know, his humanity. Uh, he understood the human relationship that he had with Mary and Joseph and his siblings, even though they're not talked about in, in this passage, but, you know, he had those human relationships as well. Um, so, and he was obedient in all of those circumstances and uh, made sure that the things that he did uh, were obedient, not just to his earthly parents, but, but to his heavenly father as well. This could be a rabbit that comes up. Uh, it's a rabbit I expect to come up. Uh, did Jesus disobey his parents by not being where he was supposed to be in the first place? Because <laughs> he was supposed to be with them on the way back uh, home after was he? Passover. I, well, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Uh, that's why I'm obviously. Up. Yes, I know. I, I I agree that that probably is something that people are going to talk about uh, because I mean, you know, we teach kids, so that's a, a very natural question that children will ask. Um, so it's not uncommon for adults to have the same kind of questions. And this might be something that, you know, they can talk together as a family if that is something that comes up. But obviously Jesus was not disobedient to his parents. Uh, more than likely what happened is, um, you know, when they returned to Jerusalem and found Jesus, what was he doing? He, he was sitting in the temple complex having a conversation with the religious leaders. So probably what happened is uh, he, he's asking questions after big church is over and um, just gets so totally engrossed in the conversation. Family leaves, and um, Jesus is there having these conversations with, with, the, with the temple leaders. Uh, so it wasn't intentional, uh, likely on his part, to stay behind. Uh, but then having that unique relationship that he had with God the Father, uh, he knew that that's where he needed to be, um, and he knew that there were things that, that needed to happen along those lines. So he wasn't disobedient to his parents uh, by staying behind. It was more a case of, hey, I've got these questions that I need answers to. So he just stayed behind and, and, and family left him. <laughs> yeah, he didn't leave. I know, Dwayne, you, you never left either of your kids at church, but I know I have. <laughs> well, no, my wife wouldn't let me do that. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, there is a part of this, too. Another element of that question is how much did Jesus understand or know uh, since he was also God at this point? There's not a point where he wasn't God. Uh, did he know his parents would come looking for him? Um, did he know or was he aware uh, of everything else that was going on uh, around him in the sense that he knew... Um, he knew their reaction. He knew all those kinds of things, not just that, oh, you could predict it, but he knew exactly what the reaction would be when his mom and his dad found out that, that he wasn't there. Um, so 
know, that's part of the discussion to, at this point, too, is how much does his omniscience as God um, work in light of him also being human and being 12 at this point? You know, we know that Jesus emptied himself from, from Philippians, but at, at some point he was aware that he was the son of God. Well, where is that? Um, was that prior to this? Was it after this? Uh, that's an interesting conversation to have. It is. And um, I, I think this is part of that growing understanding and growing relationship. You know, the end of that passage talks about how Jesus grew. Jesus grew in his relationship with others. He grew in his relationship with God. So he's continuing to grow in that relationship here. Um, so, you know, I think at this point, by the age of 12, you know, in Jewish culture, this was his last, uh, or probably his first introduction to the temple worship service or the, the Passover celebration in the temple, because the next year he would be 13 and would be an adult um, in, in their society. You know, this was his really first introduction, perhaps, into what that temple experience was going to be like. So he's growing uh, in his relationship with those people who he's coming in contact with, but also continuing to grow in his relationship with God. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, part of it, this was his, this was his first conversation with him, but it, with those guys there, but it sure wasn't going to be his last. It sure was not going to be his last. That's I, I mean, I have a 12 year old in my house right now. So <laughs> to think that Jesus was an atypical 12 year old is probably not a farce. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you look at the first question he asked was why, I mean, does your 12 year old ever ask you why? Never. <laughs> Because they they already know everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> the um, but to go back to the the question that you asked, um, you're you're asking about that relationship, and how much did Jesus understand, and how much did Jesus know uh, at that point? And obviously, Jesus knew uh, more probably than we think he knew, um, because he did have that unique connection to the father. Um, he, so he obviously understood I'm in my father's house. He, you know, that's a, because that was his response. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a deep understanding of where he was and why he was there. That probably most of us as 12 year old wouldn't have had any idea. Right. And I think that helps us point to the fact that he probably did know clearly what Mary and Joseph's response was when they would come back because his answer back to them uh, basically was, you know, why, why were you worried? Didn't you know this is where I would be? Um, I'm going to be in my father's house. So, you know, and you get into the other question of, you know, Mary and Joseph clearly understood from the angel's announcement to them prior to the birth that Jesus was unique. Um, I think they had to grow into what that uniqueness meant too. Oh, I hadn't thought about uh, that. Uh, so when they're questioning or having this anxious response to Jesus being missing, Jesus, you know, basically is saying, it's all good. I, you know, I'm, I'm where I need to be. I'm in my father's house. Uh, and I think, you know, intuitively they understood who God or who Jesus' father was. 
Um, so that statement really probably didn't catch them off guard because once again, you know, Mary goes home after they return and starts pondering all of these things and thinking about them and then treasures these moments, you know, throughout her life. This brings up another question, another issue. This is the only story we have of the of the life of Jesus from the time he's, I don't know, he leaves for Egypt as a young child mm -hmm. uh, until he starts his public ministry, his baptism that takes place uh, with John the Baptist on the scene. Um, one question folks are going to ask or may ask is why is so little recorded about Jesus? childhood, rearing days, those type of things. Um, how, how can we help our teachers answer a question like that? Well, uh, we can just tell what the Bible says. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know why. Which is not a lot. Yeah. And we really don't, we don't know the answer to that. I, I think a lot of it is that, you know, the gospel writers are really focused on telling the story of that three-year period of Jesus' ministry. Uh, where Jesus is intently teaching on the kingdom of God. Uh, that was the focus of his ministry. That was the focus of what the gospel writers wrote about. Uh, I, I think in today's society, that is something that we really do think about. I mean, we think about who these leaders are and, you know, what were they like as small children? What, what were they like when they were younger? You know, wh what's their story? Um, but to the gospel writers and to people in that day and time, that wasn't really something that they thought about. Um, they want to focus. Here's the message that we're trying to teach. We need to focus on this message. And, and that's probably why you don't see a lot of those early accounts of anything that happened in his, in his early life. Well, if you looked at the, you know, if you were looking at the gospel of Luke, you'd see how much was, how much of, of the recorded part of Luke is really the last week of, of Christ's life, uh, from the time of the entrance into the end um, of the into Jerusalem until the death, burial, and resurrection, that really yep. dominates the content here, and that's and it should. That's the that's the big piece of it. Although there's a great deal that Luke says about his birth, he shares more than anybody else about the birth of Jesus. That doesn't negate the necessity of sharing more about the death, burial, and resurrection, because without those, the birth is. I hate to say it this way, is another birth. Um, right. It's that that part of the story that gives meaning to everything else. Um, but this passage, this story, um, helps us to understand uh, the humanity of Jesus, that he's both God and human at the same time. And it really brings some things together at that point. Uh, for me, it does anyway. Any other thoughts, comments, insights you would have from this particular passage? Um, I would just echo what you just said again. You know, it, it, this story uh, of any of the stories of Jesus in the Bible really helped to, to mold those two things together because uh, it's hard for us to think about. You know, when I try to teach kids sometimes that Jesus is completely 100% human, but he's also at the exact same time completely 100% God. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it is difficult to explain how both of those things can be true at the same time. Tim, I appreciate you being with us today. Thank you for joining us. And uh, I know that from time to time in the podcast, 
we mentioned different resources in the Explore the Bible family. We mentioned the Leader Pack, the Adult Commentary, Quick Source, just to name a few. Uh, Tim, he gives leadership to the Explore the Bible kids. So all those resources are there. You can find out more about Explore the Bible by going to our website at goexplorethebible.com. That's all, no spaces, just goexplorethebible.com. Like I said, you can find out more about the adult resources, the student resources, and the kids resources. Thank you for listening to us this week, and we hope you will join us again next week as we look at session number six. We'll be looking at uh, the preparation of Jesus, which takes place in the